Welcome to this week's edition of Parley, the Hindu's weekly discussion podcast. I'm Radhika Santanam, your host for today. Last week, Zomato, one of India's largest food delivery firms, announced a new paid menstrual leave policy for its employees, 35% of whom are women. While this is certainly not the first time that a company is announcing such a policy in India, it has triggered a sharp debate among women themselves on whether this is a progressive move, mere tokenism or a regressive step. To discuss this, I have here with me Bharka Dutt, senior journalist and editor of Mojo, and Kavita Krishnan, CPI ML Politburo member and secretary of Aidwa. Thank you for joining our podcast today. Bharka, I'd like to start with you. You tweeted that you are strongly opposed to this policy. Zomato is granting only 10 days of leave a year and whether women avail that leave or not is really up to them. It's a choice. So why do you think this is such a bad idea? Well, Radhika, my opposition does not come from the number of days uh, that Zomato uh, announced. Uh, it comes more from what I believe this policy represents. I think women like myself, at least, I can share my personal experience, have had to fight for years uh, against the gendering of my workplace. I've had to fight uh, to go on certain assignments. I've had to fight to be assigned certain kind of stories. I know how much news, news hierarchies and newsrooms are tilted uh, towards the casual uh, sort of hierarchical supremacy of men. Uh, I know that women have to fight twice as hard to get to the same place often and then are deconstructed in a million different ways. Because I'm inherently opposed to the gendering of the workplace, uh, I see period leave as the gendering of the workplace. I see it as a sort of statement of biological determinism. And I see it as a way to use biology uh, against offering women absolutely equal opportunities, absolutely equal assignments. And in the nature versus nurture debate, I have long been on the side I've long been on the side of nurture. I've long believed that socialization and social constructs create many of our differences and not a biological essentialism. And I believe period leave is a kind of biological essentialism that I that my feminism opposes. Right. But don't you think that uh, workplaces should be designed taking into consideration the needs of women rather than ignoring them? Your question presupposes that it is the need of all women to have a day off. If a woman has a particularly uh, sort of debilitating period, right, has endometriosis or has, has a situation where she cannot work, then I believe that that should qualify as uh, the larger bracket of medical leave. I have a problem with all women being generalized as women who need period leave. And if, if, the, if the debate or the argument against that is uh, that that cuts into normal assigned medical leave, I do not have a problem if medical leave is extended for both women and men for extenuating circumstances a couple of times a, a month uh, that a man is also entitled to maybe for, for, for different problems that we can't immediately identify, right? Uh, I just, I have a huge problem with biology-specific generalized uh, leave. Okay. Uh, Kavita, would you like to respond to that? Uh, yes, uh, Radhika and Barkha both. Um, one thing is that I think I understand uh, and uh, empathize to an extent with what Barkha is saying, because I think that as women who work in um, a world which is 
extremely in unfair in so many ways. It is a double bind for many women that I've spoken to who said that, you know, do we assert uh, that uh, our PMS, our pain, our uh, you know, different emotional states or discomfort around the time of periods or other things be acknowledged. And this is, of course, women as well as all menstruating bodies, uh, all menstruating people. And uh, or do we uh, feel that to do so is to confirm the patriarchal notion that women are not the same as and not and therefore not as good as and therefore they should not be given the same assignments and not be considered, you know, um, on, uh, on on par with men. Okay, so I do understand what uh, where this comes from. My my question is, I think that I'd like to broaden the um, the the perspective a little bit and say that you know I I understand this as a more fundamental issue about the relationship between gloriously diverse human bodies and social selves and the world of work. So my question is, should workspaces be shaped only for you know, an abstract uh, and one-size-fits-all capitalism, or should it be? Uh, should they be shaped for to keep in mind the optimum productivity and comfort of diverse human bodies and selves? And this is a debate that you've had since the 19th century. You've had these same arguments about biology and what they mean being brought up not just for women, but when it came to acknowledging the human right to sleep for an eight-hour workday when it came to the debate over weekends, over what the human body needed, and of course over maternity leave, over what the female body needed, over bathroom breaks right from the 19th century right till today's you know, Maruti plants where people are timed on uh, how much time they spent in, the bath uh, spent in the bathroom, spent in the loo, or even time for food. Uh, is seen as uh, time stolen from the labor time that the capitalist has bought and caste based reservations which is a social self okay so this is also you know the argument is also there that then to avail of this is to say that okay you are basically to acknowledge social divisions and discrimination is to confirm those in a way so i disagree with this i feel that rather we should be saying that the work the places of work need to be re um reshaped to actually acknowledge and this will help people be more productive and uh, one last thing i'm not in at all in favor of medicalizing menstruation i don't think that this is about saying this is a medical issue about debilitating pain etc i think it's about our being differently productive around those times and our being able to avail of those differently productive times it's like it's like you know disability and different abilities yeah Right. Sorry, what you mentioned uh, reshaping workplaces. What do you mean by that? I mean that uh, basically that the workplaces need to, uh, let me quote a feminist anthropologist, Emily Martin here. You know, she says that women are perceived as malfunctioning and their hormones out of balance rather than seeing the organization of society and work as in as being in need of transformation to demand less constant discipline and productivity of a certain kind. So the idea is that, for instance, uh, women find often that they are more reflective and more creative around the time of their periods, whereas meeting deadlines and doing certain kinds of work may not be something that, that those particular women choose to do at that time. And this is about women. This is about menstruating people. And there are there's all kind. There's neurodiverse people. 
there's people with a variety of uh, you know different abilities and disabilities how do we uh, let me give you a simple example suppose you say that we want ramps in places so that people with uh, who use wheelchairs can access all those places and all our workplaces should have ramps would that be biological determinism would that be to say oh well you know biology is coming in the way of equality mm. Baka, what do you have to say since you had spoken about biological determinism? So, um, you know, I see Kavita's point about diverse, uh, diverse selves and the relationship between diverse selves and the workplace. And if that had been the conversation, if the conversation had not been so gendered, I think I would have been a lot more comfortable with it. Uh, or if the conversation or the debate had been about easy access to sanitary pads, right? Uh, uh, or, or, or separate bathrooms. And, you know, here I've done some work on this data well before Zomato actually announced this leave. And, uh, you know, 20% of Indian girls, according to the United Nations, drop out of school after reaching puberty. And, uh, you know, in large part, this happens because of the stigma that continues to exist in large parts of the country across classes around menstruation, right? Um, uh, because of lack of access to toilets, because of lack of access to pads, because not being able to travel the one kilometer or two kilometers that the, that the school may be at a distance from the home and so on. So for me, the conversation around destigmatizing menstruation, diversity at the workplace, uh, empathetic workplaces, access to sanitary pads or menstrual cups, uh, these are con why 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 religion religious orthodoxies, uh, Muslim and Hindu, for example, uh, look at this period in a in a in a in a woman's uh, life as impure. These are all conversations I want to have. Uh, but the conversations I do not want to have uh, are through a very gendered lens because all my life I have fought to shrug off uh, that gender barrier. And let me tell you how it's a barrier. I can quote to you assignments where uh, I, have, I have been told you can't go and report from the front line of, let's say, uh, 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 let's say a war uh, because there are no separate bathrooms for women. Uh, you know, we can't give you a separate room to, uh, to sleep in. You can't, uh, you know, avail of the usual sort of material uh, sort of comforts that you might be used to. And I've had to blisteringly fight my way through them and say that if the men don't have bathrooms, it's okay for me to not have a bathroom as well. I spent four months reporting the coronavirus pandemic from the road. And, 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 and you know, there were no bathrooms. Now, here, I want to ask you, if I am a woman who's fighting, as I do, for the right of women to be uh, infantry soldiers in the military, right? This remains a barrier. Uh, and if we have a gendered leave policy, can we as women ask to be uh, soldiers at the front line? Can we as women ask to be deployed uh, in conflict zones? The moment we gender our leave policies, we gender the kind of assignments that are given to us. And that is why I would pr far prefer uh, medi medicalizing, uh, you know, the idea of leave that is for excruciating uh, pain, as a lot of women have written to me that they feel and they feel I may not go through it. That's one point. And I'll just wrap with another point. Even our notions of maternity leave, um, mm, for example, I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, they're evolving, right? The most evolved yeah. organizations have family leave, right? Because I have long believed that without equality at home, there can be no equality at work. And if we if we place the responsibility of 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 uh, parenting 
entirely on women through some romantic notion about how our biological differences make us different from men what we've done is reconfirmed a million different stereotypes so for example i do know organizations that have family leave equal amount of paid leave for men and women there are now single fathers if we are talking about diversity for example and diverse relationships between people in the workplace let's recognize that uh, i support creches for example being available uh, for children of both male and female employees i am in support of uh, minimizing biological barriers and the differences that are constructed around them and that is where my opposition to this leave comes from right uh, so you know barka so kavita was talking about the uh, uh, you know she gave us a little brief history on on the different kinds of uh, demands that have been made at the workplace over the years now maternity leave would be one of those and some of the arguments that you used such as uh, the fact that uh, you know it 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 may make uh, joining the infantry or reporting on war or going into space or whatever uh, more difficult for women uh, these were the sa- same kinds of arguments that were also made when we were fighting for maternity leave way back so don't you think that we are again then bringing back those same arguments i mean how is that any different because as you said not all women go through the same amount of debilitating pain is but not all women have children either so just as that is a you know a choice this is also one whether which you choose to take which it or is not. which is why my battle would be for parenting leave wouldn't wouldn't your battle be for parenting leave there there are women yes, who are, parenting- there are women there are women who adopt children and not produce them right today there are yeah, women yeah, and, yeah. And, and and that relationship is no less right and that that yeah, that new parent man or woman or trans Uh, a trans person may need uh, some time off from work to devote their time to their young children if we are truly if we are truly evolved we should encourage exactly the same leave for men but in this case this is this is something that only women go through whereas paternity and maternity taking care of a child is both both genders responsibilities what just one sentence radhika you're saying that even if i have no problem during my period i should have period leave because it's something specific to my biology even if there's nothing that happens to me nothing like nothing because i because let's say i am a woman who has a regular period with no particular pain needing nothing more than a painkiller i should have period leave just because i'm female and this is particular to me oh no no i'm not saying that i'm just asking like i'm just saying what would your response to be to people who say that I, I mean, I'm, I, I've said that I, one, do not see a monthly period as the same thing as parenting. Two, my feminism believes that chains of gold have long ensnared women. And this entire romance of our biology being different is a way to keep us out of certain rules. And, and, and to me, this is a, a cancel culture we're imposing on ourselves. Okay. Kavita, you were going to say something. Shari. Yes, Radhika. Uh, two things. One is I was going to say that I think, uh, let me again uh, restate the question, which I don't think really received uh, uh, enough discussion and thought here, which is that uh, we are different. No, There are biological differences and not just women and men. I said, for instance, somebody who requires a uh, wheelchair, okay, 
someone who requires a wheelchair would you not expect the workplace to be re redesigned to ensure that they are able to access and be their best at that workplace would you say that somebody in a wheelchair of course people in a wheelchair will be told oh you can't be in certain certain jobs you can't go reporting on uh, you know for instance do the um, sterling reporting work that barkha has just done they would be told oh you can't be on the road reporting for weeks on end uh, from a pandemic what nonsense right but would we accept that would we not say no we should be able to and our roads and our workplaces whatever your workplaces your entire society should be redesigned as such that all can access those spaces right so uh, that's again i'm just recontextualizing the issue here i'm saying that i think going back to you know making everything about i'm not my arguments are not only from a place of gender difference my arguments are from the place that workers in the, all their glorious diversity need workplaces to acknowledge how they are treated as for and let me give you an example okay so for instance period leave in india this is not a uh, fancy thing that zomato has just introduced in bihar uh, uh, government employees have availed of it since the 1990s they asked for it they got it and they have quietly been availing of it right since then we went and asked them about the experience of the past uh, couple of de decades about how uh, you know has it meant more discrimination has it meant that they feel um, they are treated differently and they argued that well that differential treatment have would happen irrespective it used to happen even before we had this leave it happens you know that differential those discriminations require only various excuses and this is just one excuse among many and so they said that you know uh, th this leave has been a remarkably uh, empowering thing they have been able to use it without having to offer medical certificates and that is good they feel it's good so they are able to use it not just when they are having their periods but sometimes you know before their periods sometimes uh, you know when, when they feel that their body uh, cycle needs it at that point they need some rest they need some time to think reflect and be able to work better many of them have said we've actually worked from home during those times and been able to do things from home that we would uh, probably find it uh, you know be, be able to do better than if we had to be at work that day in a more competitive and stressful workspace okay so i think it's about making uh, it possible and that's why i'm i'm urging that everyone read emily martin so could you tell us a little bit more who who demanded this i mean how did it start and are there such have there been such demands elsewhere in the country do you know of other women in any other state who are demanding who are making such demands do you think this is elitist not at all elitist because uh, in bihar in particular i know this because it was in uh, an absolutely uh, an ordinary uh, employees union that had basically uh, moved around bihar speaking to various employees and asking them what do you think you need and they found that women employees were uh, were asking for this leave so they spoke to the then chief minister lalu prasad yadav and said look a lot of women are asking for this leave and he said yes that makes sense and uh, to his credit he immediately uh, okayed it and it's just been there quietly women have been quietly availing of it without any big debate or any big issue uh, you know any of the apprehensions that we are talking about actually coming into play and um that's what i think uh, we need to sort of see in our context that maybe we are imposing these 
apprehensions on a situation which uh, and I, again i want to add that this is not just about gender uh, you know the work of emily martin to me was an eye opener i think that maybe some years back i may have agreed with what barkha is saying but i think that my uh, reading and understanding around uh, you know the gendered body and the the workplace and also my experience of working against the gendering of the workplace which is not happening just in terms of period leave it's happening when women are denied the right to use a telephone a uh, a phone when they are uh, treat and th th these are rampant all over indian workplaces um, gendered discrimination of all kinds as, as well as other forms of discrimination caste discrimination discrimination against all workers at the workplace so we need to change the workplaces rather than demanding that women suppress their various discomforts and women are not uh, you know a singularly one kind of body right that's what i'm saying so i know i respect that barkha is able to work without such leave but surely there are so am i but there are so many other women who feel the need for such leave and not because of pain So I think we will have to wrap up this week's pali. We're running out of time. Thank you, Kavita, and thank you, Barka, and to our listeners. To sum up, Barka feels that this will lead to further gendering of our workplaces, and is uh, therefore not in favor of the move. Whereas Kavita feels that um, we are all diverse, and our workplaces should be redesigned and reshaped uh, to include the the condition, the the necessities of all our diverse selves. Thank you so much for this enlightening discussion. It was a pleasure to have you both on this week's discussion. Bye.